Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Glossia Discourse, a podcast about blackness and code switching in American society. My name is Blessing Ajero, and I can be found online at BL Ajero on Twitter and on Tumblr at the Glossia Discourse. This is episode one of a five-part listening experience that is to be my senior thesis for my communications major at Regis College, my project for course CO401-01. This is my first time podcasting, and I'm delighted to be able to share the experience with you. On this show, I'll hit the streets and interview some of my peers regarding their experiences as black Americans. Specifically, I'll ask them about having to code switch to assimilate into the dominant white culture of these here United States of America. It must be noted that all interviewees have consented to having either their voices or a statement prepared by them recorded and aired on this podcast. Now, obviously, there is racial tension in the U.S. Racism is alive and well. And though there may be fewer overt occurrences of physical violence and legislative oppression, macroaggressions, there are distinct incidents of racial microaggressions, everyday interactions that chip away at one's personhood. There's also such instances as black people having the consistent disadvantage in hiring situations, POC who have died in police brutality-related conflicts, having their character questioned despite being the victim, not the offender, or brown-skinned folks from largely Muslim-inhabited countries immediately being branded terrorists for wearing ethnic or religious head coverings. Discrimination on the grounds of race is institutionalized in America, to the point where it's difficult to tell whether or not a person understands how much of their daily interactions are influenced by prejudice. This covert, insidious side of racism is extremely dangerous, as it can lead those unaffected by racism to be passive in their encounters with its malevolence. Code switching is a coping mechanism that many people of color take to in order to survive in a society that is against their very existence. Before we begin, let's get some definitions out there. All of my sources, and even a literature review on some of the sources I've used, will be available on deglossiadiscourse.tumblr.com. That's D-I-G-L-O-S-S-I-A-D-I-S-C-O-U-R-S-E dot T-U-M-B-L-R dot com, and the link to this page is in the episode description. There will also be a transcript available, as well as some bonus material. This episode will be heavy on technical information and light on actual interviews and analyses, but it's important to cover all our bases and clarify the terminology we'll be using here. Firstly, I'll be using the acronym POC to stand for People of Color, or Non-White Individuals. I'll also use the term black Americans in favor of African Americans, as not all black citizens of the U.S. identify as African American. And though it is well known that humanity's origins lie largely in Africa, not all black people today can relate their own experiences to those of Africans. Some black folk are directly African in descent, while others hail from the West Indies, etc. Basically, African American tends to be inaccurate as a racial or ethnic descriptor, as it often refers more to one's nationality. For example, as a child of two Nigerian immigrants, I am a first-generation American. I could refer to myself as either a black American or an African American, and either would be correct. However, an American citizen with Jamaican ancestry might find the term African American wildly inaccurate because their lineage does not include any African countries for years and years. Secondly, white will be used instead of Caucasian. The term has distinctly racist connotations, though its roots were well-intended and is also incredibly inaccurate as a racial or ethnic descriptor for white people. 
A link will be posted on the website that provides more information. Coping mechanisms are a psychological and physiological phenomenon. They are how the body responds to stressors. They can be helpful or harmful to both ourselves and others. Such behaviors as crying, dissociation, repression, self-harming, and others are examples of coping mechanisms. According to Wikipedia, Deglossia is a Greek term referring to the phenomenon in which a community speaking a single language uses two dialects or languages, one more formal and one more casual or vernacular. In the context of this podcast, this will manifest in the form of Black Americans, the single language community in question, and the use of both Standard American English, SAE, and African American Vernacular English, AAVE. W.E. Du Bois himself noted that Black people tend to have to take on what he referred to as a double consciousness, where we have two personas and we must remain hyper-aware of how non-Black people perceive us. Code switching has many definitions, but for my purposes, it takes on a more sociological connotation than purely a linguistic one. Here, it will describe the experience of transformation of one's persona through the shifting of dialects and behaviors, especially in order to conform or assimilate to a more dominant culture. It can be thought of as moving between the aforementioned consciousnesses. It ties into an experience known as normative social influence. Normative social influence is pretty much what one might think of when thinking about peer pressure. It's defined as the influence of other people that leads us to conform in order to be liked and accepted by them. Clearly, within the context of the racially tense United States, the pressure to conform can come from a variety of places, ranging from the simple desire to be liked and to fit in, to the dire need to survive in a setting where your kind is not at all welcome. Assimilation is conforming taken to its most extreme sense, wholly rejecting one's own culture, thereby losing one's self-sense to survive in the new dominant culture. Now that you have a better sense of the jargon I'll be using, we can get into the real fun stuff. There are three settings that I'll be interviewing my peers about. In academia, in professional environments, and at casual, friendly gatherings. They'll be asked a variety of questions about the differences in their own behavior between predominantly white environments and environments that are largely black or POC. In the next episode, I'll take you, dear listener, to school, and my special guests will describe their experiences of being black in academia. That's all for this episode. Tune in on March 21st for episode two of Deglossia, Schooled. Once again, I'm Blessing Ajero, Reedus College Class of 2017, your host, editor, producer, and composer. You can find me online at B-L-A-J-A-E-R-O on Twitter and Deglossia Discourse on Tumblr. Thanks for listening.